Good afternoon. Today is Friday, February 24th, 2017. Welcome to today's edition of the Voices for Racial Healing podcast on Blog Talk Radio. We are live, and I'm glad that you decided to join me today. I'm your host, Tishka Smith. And before I begin today's show, I want to take you back to the summer of 2015. Let me read to you the Wikipedia entry for the infamous pool party incident in McKinney, Texas, where former officer Eric Casebolt was videotaped tackling a then 14-year-old girl to the ground. And her name, by the way, is Shoshana Dejeria Becton. I've linked to this page in the comments section for today's episode. And let me note that this video quickly went viral and was added to a growing list of incidences of police brutality against unarmed citizens. The 2015 Texas pool party incident, also known as the McKinney pool party, was an American civil and domestic disturbance that occurred on June 5th, 2015 at a pool party in the gated McKinney, Texas community. A McKinney police officer, Corporal Eric Casebolt, was video recorded restraining Shoshona Becton, a 14-year-old American, African-American girl on the ground. He later drew his handgun during the same incident. The incident was caught on video and was posted on YouTube by another teenage partygoer. Within hours, millions of people had seen the video. The officers shown on the video was placed on administrative leave pending an, an investigation and later resigned. The incident sparked protests in McKinney involving hundreds of people. Twelve police officers responded to an incident involving a pool party at Craig Ranch, an upper-middle-class neighborhood in McKinney. The incident was described by police as a disturbance involving around 100 teens, mostly African-Americans, at a private pool party where various teens jumped the fence after one non-tenant promoted the party at this private pool over social media. Later in the street, an officer pushed a teenager dressed in a bikini to the ground after the girl was asked to leave multiple times. When two African-American teenage bystanders attempted to interfere, the officer drew his handgun and held it in a low ready position as the teens retreated. The officer was also heard cursing. The entire event was captured on a cell phone camera by a teenager who lives in the neighborhood. An 18-year-old partygoer who was arrested at the incident was booked into Collin County Jail on charges of misdemeanor, evading arrest, and interfering with police. The charges against him were later dropped. According to a police report, he ran from police for two to three minutes before he was caught. The girl who was restrained by the officer on video was not charged. The officer who restrained the teenager, a McKinney Police Department officer who served in the department for 10 years, was placed on administrative leave after the video went viral and subsequently resigned. He had previously received the McKinney Patrolman of the Year Award for 2008. According to his lawyer, earlier in the day and prior to being dispatched by the, to the pool incident, the officer had dealt 
with one uncompleted suicide attempt and another unusually disturbing completed suicide. His lawyer noted that the officer was apologetic for his actions, but denied that his actions were motivated by race. The lawyer noted that a white woman was also detained during the incident. The organizer of the pool party has faced difficulty finding venues after the June 5th incident. The venue that was to be the site of the next party in the series received a number of threatening, threatening and harassing phone calls. Collin County prosecutors have ordered the Texas Ranger Division to conduct an independent investigation in the incident. On January 11, 2016, the Texas Rangers concluded their investigation and returned it to the Collin County District Attorney's Office for further handling. On June 23, 2016, a grand jury declined to indict the officer involved, closing the legal case on the situation. On, June, on January 4, 2017, it was reported that Shoshana Becton and her le legal guardian filed a civil suit against the police corporal, Eric Caseboat, the poli uh, McKinney Police Department, and the city of McKinney, seeking damages of $5 million for using excessive, excessive force and holding her without probable cause, thus violating her constitutional rights. On June 8, 2015, about 800 protesters marched through McKinney demanding the officer involved to be fired. They walked from a, a school to the swimming pool where the incident unfolded. Many of the protesters accused the officers of being involved of being racially biased. Some demonstrators held signs reading, my skin color is not a crime and don't tread on our kids. McKinney Police Chief Greg Conley said that the officer's actions were indefensible and did not reflect the department's high standard of action. Conley stated that the officer was out of control during the incident. The police department also said they had started an investigation. So I watched several versions of this video with horror and anger. And if you haven't seen the full seven plus minute video, you should. And then, in, in, and with that, I decided to embark upon a series of art and community engagement projects over a two year period, all commenting on the disturbing problem of police brutality and state sanctioned violence. I saw this in other videos as evidence of a growing complicity with authoritarianism unchecked state violence, a harbinger of more disturbing things to come in contemporary life in America, and a window through which America, Americans would welcome mistreatment from law enforcement in exchange for a poorly perceived sense of safe, safety, law, and order. Now, here we are in 2017, and I'm not proud to say that I had to sit through yet another videotaped incident between a police officer and a teenager. This time, I had the displeasure of watching an off-duty cop and a 13-year-old boy in Anaheim, California. The cop um, works for the LAPD but owns a home in Anaheim, California. Allegedly on Wednesday, February 22nd, a young girl walked on his lawn and he had an issue with this, so he allegedly called her a disrespectful name that I will not repeat on this broadcast. The boy that is at the center of this incident came to her defense, allegedly telling the man he shouldn't talk to young women that way. According to video footage, other words were exchanged, and 
The cop grabbed him because he thought he heard the young man threaten to shoot him. And minutes went by with the man holding on to the boy, the boy asking him to release him. A number of the boy's associates were following them as they made their way up the street. Apparently several videos were made of this incident, I'm going to assume, by the friends of the young man and other um, onlookers. I observed that in addition to the young man himself, many of them were also asking the man to let him go. One of the associates reached out and was able to grab the boy's bookcase, a uh, book bag rather. It was very apparent that the man was not going to lease, release him despite his protestations. The incident culminates with a struggle and someone pushing the two into some bushes. And the man then pulls a firearm and discharges this discharges it and dispersing the crowd. Police are then called and the boy and one of his associates were arrested. The man was not arrested. LAPD and the Anaheim Police Department are both conducting their own investigations. Uh, this, video, video, this incident was videotaped in a number of different ways and has been reported on by media outlets all across the world. Protests have broken out in Anaheim, Anaheim near the officer's home. Allegedly, his home was vandalized, along with a neighbor, neighbors mistakenly. And of course, social media was ablaze with heated conversations about what allegedly happened. For more information, please check out um, the links that I posted regarding this incident to the episode page. But let me share with you my feelings about the events that allegedly transpired two days ago. First, for me, it's clear that neither one of them was without blame. They both were wrong in their own ways. But I'm really, really pissed that the kids were the only ones who were arrested and that the police are doing everything in their power, in my opinion, again, to protect and hold blameless their own. This infuriates me because it sends and reinforces a very troubling message that the police are above the law and that they will rarely, if ever, hold themselves accountable. In my opinion, this, this incident is a repeat of what happened in McKinney and in 2012 with George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. Um, and we can't afford to have happen again what happened back in those years. This man, in my opinion, was wrong, 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 wrong. He was an off-duty police officer. He clearly had the upper hand and he chose to abuse his power as a man, as an adult, and as the officer of the law. He was bigger than and he was stronger than he was armed. He knew this. Don't in such clear and present danger. If he had any suspicion that a 13-year-old had a knife or that this young man could take him down, a man who was fearful of a boy, a man who was twice the size of this boy, why would he drag him for at least 100 feet like he did? I'm really not here to hear that. You know, I'm really not here for those excuses. This man, in my opinion, was out of line to call that young girl what he called her because she stepped on his grass. If stepping on someone's grass is all it takes for someone who is supposed to be an officer of the law to go from zero to 60 in a matter of moments, then we have a huge problem. If you agree with this, then you're telling me you're okay with professionally trained law enforcement officers being unhinged and undisciplined. 
particularly when it comes to teenagers and children. If he, the adult in this situation, had a problem with young people stepping on his lawn, the thing that he should have done was go and talk to the young people's parents or to the school authorities. It's not known if he attempted to do this or not, but if he didn't, he was definitely out of line to step to these young people in the manner in which he did. You know, I remember it's what people did back in the day when I was growing up. And if an adult had a problem with a child, he talked to the child's parents first. He knew where they attended school. So if he couldn't access the parents of these teenagers, he could have strolled over to the school and had a conversation with the principals or deans. This man taking this matter into his own hands in this manner was irresponsible and reckless. As a police officer, as someone sworn to protect the the community, he, like so many other officers who have been videotaped in these situations, did a really bad job de-escalating. He really didn't de-escalate anything. He didn't even try to de-escalate. If he felt that his person was in danger, he should have identified himself, shown his badge, called 911, something other than what he actually did. To pull and discharge his firearm like he did was irresponsible and reckless. Luckily, no one was shot, but what if someone had been? The situation would not have justified someone being injured or killed at all. There's nothing no one can tell me that would justify it. Now, let me turn my attention to the young man at the center of this this situation. Although I admire his bravery, stepping up to defend the young girl's honor, he literally took his life into his own hands and was extremely lucky to get away with just the scratches and bruises that he sustained. The ending could have been more tragic. Was it worth it? Probably not. And I want to address something to young people of color out there. Please stop going toe-to-toe with adults you don't know. Many adults are packing heat. In addition, they are not all wrapped tight and have no problem shooting you. I don't know how many incidences that have been videotaped that you have to see in order to believe this. Let me make myself abundantly clear to any young people of color listening. There are a lot of men and women in this country who would love to see you dead because they see you as useless, less than human, trash. They see your parents, families, and communities as trash, and they see you in the same way. They're not going to see you as the same as their own children and will not cut you any slack whatsoever. As far as they're concerned, you're a problem that they can't wait to eliminate. And guess what? They get patted on the back for doing just that. They get applause. They get, they get the respect of their peers for doing just that. Is it fair? No, not at all. It's unfair as fuck, and I hate it. But it's the reality of living in this country. There are people who don't like us, and that's just the plain truth. Please do not give them a reason to take you out. Let me repeat that. Please do not give them a reason to take you out. This man saw it perfectly okay to drag someone who was 13 years old down the block because he thought he heard him say something. 
the facts about what the young man actually said is still out, but he asserted in the video that he didn't say what the man thought he said. So if someone is looking for a reason to shoot you, they are going to probably hear you say that you want to shoot them so they can have a reason to do what it is they wanted to do all along. But what young people really need a lesson in is learning how to think first before speaking. Yes, you have the right to say what it is you want to say, but you also have to recognize that there might be consequences behind what you say. I want young people to learn how to size up a situation, if for nothing else, for self-preservation. I don't know how many more situations like this need to take place for young people to learn that there are adults who really aren't looking out for your best interests. So you're going to have to look out for your own. That is the bottom line. This is the world we live in, like it or not. Was this racism? In my opinion, I would say that it definitely was racially motivated. We know that the LAPD has a long and contentious history with policing people of color, and that right now we are living in a very contentious, highly charged, and politicized environment with a rising anti-immigrant sentiment. I'm not in a place to judge this man's motivations because I don't know what his motivations were. I don't know what his intentions were, but I can certainly judge his actions. And the fact that he works in an organization does not help. If you don't think it's racial, ask yourself, if those kids were white, would this have happened to them? I know from the work that I've done in talking to several white people for my project, Racism is a Sickness, that they never had this type of encounter with the police growing up. It was always, if they got into some wrongdoing, they got a little talking to and sent home. But if it has, and someone out there probably wants to assert that it is, feel free to post up links to similar situations in Anaheim, in Texas, in Ohio, wherever, where a white officer called a white girl an expletive, dragged a 13-year-old boy who came to her defense several feet because he thought the boy said he was going to shoot him and ultimately discharged his weapon. We have to ask ourselves, does kicking out immigrants, closing the borders, and spreading false narratives about who's doing this country in make America great again? Or does it create more chaos and confusion and more fodder for people like this officer and like Eric Casebell and so many others who already may have an ax to grind with people of color or people who are from the LGBTQ community or so on and so forth and feel it justified to take matters into their own hands. It makes it easy to scapegoat people and it makes it easy for people who aren't directly affected to either stay silent or point fingers. For example, those kids should be stepping on that man's lawn like no kid ever in life stepped on a person's lawn. Give me a break. What concerns me most about what happened is that with all the other incidences, we rationalize and reason and debate, and these incidences keep happening. They keep getting worse. We scapegoat the victims, and we let off the people who should have been the responsible, level-headed actors. We as taxpayers don't pay the police to be popping off, shooting, discharging their weapons. 
because someone said something. We pay them to hold the line and use their training to keep situations from escalating to the point where the worst possible outcomes are realized. If an officer has a problem with a 13-year-old yapping off and doing what teenagers tend to do anyway, then perhaps law enforcement is not the career for him or her. There are a lot of things that bother me about the situation, but I'll hold here. The chat room is open and um, I'm taking calls. Um, so feel, feel free to call in. Um, there's a lot of, of news associated with a lot of reports that came out of this incident. Um, and I posted some links. Go here to one. Protest after Anaheim police officer drags teen and fires gun. LAPD says it is reviewing videos after off-duty officer fires gun during a confrontation with unarmed youth in Anaheim. So we have protests that erupted in the U.S. city of Anaheim after a video circulating on social media captured the moment an off-duty police officer fired a shot after pulling a gun on a 13-year-old boy and other teenagers. The footage recorded on Wednesday shows the officer in civilian clothes dragging the boy who demands the man release him. The 13-year-old, later identified by his parents as Christian Dorsch, challenges the man to produce evidence that he is an officer, which he refuses to do. As the uh, confrontation escalates, some of the young man's friends attempt to physically free him from the officer's clutch, at which point the man pulls a pistol from his belt and fires a shot, prompting a gathered group of Latino and black teenagers to flee. At the end of the video, a uniformed police officer arrives at the scene, but it is not clear whom he arrests. Local reports later say Dorsch and another team were arrested following the confrontation. The incident is believed to have started after the officer accused the teenagers for walking on his lawn. The LAPD, to which the unidentified officer belongs, said it was investigating the incident in a statement published Thursday. Quote, investigators are aware that there is a video of the incident and will view, review all video in this case, statement said, adding the officer is currently on administrative leave. And that, you know, that, it really irritates me that that's kind of the narrative. So officer has a tussle with an unarmed civilian, things escalate, and what happens to the officer? He gets to go on paid administrative leave. This is costing taxpayers. Why should I pay or anyone have to pay for someone involved in potential wrongdoing, you know, to go on paid administrative leave? Anyway, here's more from this article. The confrontation provoked an angry reaction on social media 
with many accusing the police of racism for its perceived failure to punish the officer involved. Dozens of people in Anaheim protested against police brutality overnight on Wednesday, with some attempting to march on the officer's home. Police officials there said 24 people were arrested for misdemeanor charges, including failure to disperse. In 2012, in July, actually, protests erupted in Anaheim after the killing of 25-year-old Manuel Angel Diaz, a Latino man who was unarmed at the time. No criminal charges were filed against the officers responsible, and a civil jury later cleared the pair of charges using excessive force. The issue of excessive force used by police forces, especially against people of color, is one of the key drivers of the Black Lives Matter movement. So I know there are some people who don't agree with Black Lives Matter, and that's fine. That's what we do in this country. We we agree to disagree. Um, but here's the issue that I have with people who disagree. Show me, show me where Black Lives Matter in this country, and then people who agree with the movement will shut up. There's a reason why people use the hashtag. It's because there's a perception that black lives don't matter in this country. And when we say black lives, we're talking about marginalized lives. And, you know, if you, you know, I hear of people who have had run-ins with the police, but yet they support the police anyway. And it's one thing if you have been engaged in some wrongdoing or that you have been a clear and present threat to law enforcement, but if you haven't and you still agree with unchecked power and violence inflicted upon you, then, you know, there's something wrong with you because if a cop will do that to you, they will do it to someone else. And there's growing research that shows that the problem in law enforcement can be um, reduced down to a few problem officers who cause the bulk of the problems. When, when research has been done to look at cases that have been settled in civil court, the data shows that many of the problems are initiated by officers, a handful of officers. You know, the, the wall of silence that goes up to protect these officers endangers communities. And and it's time for this type of blind loyalty to stop. You know, blind loyalty gets you nowhere, in my opinion. And, you know, it's just, it's just unfortunate, the sentiment that a lot of people have, the lack of nuance, the lack of wanting to critically look at these problems through a different lens. My issue has been that taxpayers have paid way too much to allow this type of behavior to go on. It incentivizes this behavior and it takes away resources that could be spent on other things that the community needs. 
better infrastructure, rebuilding bridges and roads, better health care, better education. You know, there's, there's a limited amount of public revenue. And when we look at budgets and we see that there, there, there are monies that are allocated towards settling cases out of court, it, it sends a really bad message, in my opinion. So I'm not going to spend too much more time on this. My feeling is that this incident was racially motivated. I can't judge whether the cop was racist or not, but I can certainly say that because of LAPD's history with people, with policing people of color and communities of color, that, you know, you just have to look at it that way. Um, that's all I have to say today. I'm going to end it right here. I hope you all have a great weekend. I will be back next Friday.